0: Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. I'm your host, Issa And In my last podcast, I talked about saying yes to opportunities, but these can take us to experiences and places that we could never have imagined. Something we often don't say yes to is taking breaks. I just finished the excellent book, The Nature Fix. Why Nature Makes Us Happier, Healthier, and More Creative by Florence Williams. I want to share with you a little bit of what I learned, and I will put the title of the book into the show notes in case you want to delve into it more deeply yourself. I know that I've been the person who fully focused on what I was doing, missed taking breaks, ate lunch at my desk, didn't stop. As a leader, I actually encouraged people to take their breaks, but didn't often model my own words. And therefore I likely left team members a little confused about what I really meant. This alone wasn't healthy. Not taking the much needed breaks that I needed for my mind to focus somewhere else for a few minutes wasn't healthy. And although I've always known it internally, like not getting outside and getting some fresh air, also wasn't healthy. It also might explain why I so frequently went home quite exhausted. I know that when I take that few minutes and step outside to breathe a little bit of fresh air, especially when I take a small walk as part of that, I always feel better and I'm sure I'm more productive. I found it quite interesting to learn when I picked up this book that there's been a significant amount of research conducted on the very positive benefits to our health, both physical, which of course makes sense, also psychological. So today's podcast is just about that. I hope it'll encourage you to change any bad habits that you might have. I learned that there's a primal need for we as human beings to actually connect with nature. Eric Fromm termed it as biophilia hypothesis of, and I'm going to quote, the innately emotional affiliation of human beings to other living organisms. And that this contributes to broader human fulfillment. He continues, the passionate love of life and of all that is alive It is the wish for human beings to further growth, whether in a person, a plant, an idea, or a social group. So biophilia hypothesis, yeah, sounds pretty scientific. But what they found in their research is that when people walk in nature, they obsess over negative thoughts much, much less than when they walk in a city. Now, we all know how quickly those negative thoughts and those internal gremlins can take us out. I don't think I'm unique with that. And I know that when I work in an office environment, when I can even look outside through a window, I feel better. When you add birdsong, or if you're anywhere close, or just think of the example of listening to something like ocean waves or the wind blowing through the trees, I know those impact me differently than listening to car horns honking and sirens blaring. You just come back with a completely different frame of mind. The primal part, they use the example in the book of what they call biophobia. Now, that's where our brains respond powerfully and innately to fear from natural stimuli. Now think of spiders or snakes or rodents. I had a recent experience with biophobia. I was sitting enjoying a glass of wine and my host quite seriously looked at me and said, do large spiders bother you? (laughs) My response, the fact that she was asking me the question was sending shivers down my spine. I just said, please tell me it's nowhere near me. So you get a sense of what was going through my head. Now it was huge and yes, it was present, uh, but luckily a sufficient distance away for my biophobia. It gave me the shivers and actually continues to, as I'm talking to you. Now in talking about the science, what they've done is they've used EEG, electroencephalography, I think I've pronounced that correctly, to measure brain waves, and they use blood pressure monitors um, to check blood pressure, and have found that study after study study prove that time and nature is really good for us, lowering our blood pressure, helping to de-stress us, and that it's very, very good for our hearts. The book talks about a number of countries that have really taken this to heart the japanese as an example encourage what they call forest bathing or shinrin yoku cultivating senses to open them to the woods literally showering people in the greenery in south korea there are official healing forests being established for the same purpose they work Korea and Japan actually lead the world in the science of forest smells. And Singapore is considered a biophilic city in that it's got green walls, lavish parks, and vertical farming. So even though there may not be forests as we would experience in the province of British Columbia available, uh, they have um, found a different way of ensuring that All of the good stuff uh, being nurtured by nature is available within within city environments. I recently enjoyed some downtime on the central part of Vancouver Island. And for listeners who are not um, familiar with the province of British Columbia, it's a large island just off the coast. At one point, we were so lost that we pulled over to the side of the road to get our bearings and my window was down, it was a very warm day. And I had an awe moment. The heat on the evergreens and the soil below them had created the most incredible fragrance. I could actually feel the heat off the soil and I was enveloped in the most magnificent smells of the evergreen trees. I sat there and I also watched as the ocean breeze gently moved the branches of huge pines beside me. It was one of those moments that we capture in our mind's eye that we can continue to savor. It's what I call an awe moment. I learned in reading the book that there's, um, it's called geosmin, and it comes from soil organisms, particularly the streptomyces bacteria that are actually key to so many antibiotics. According to the Royal Society of Chemistry, we are alert to this rich smell in incredibly small quantities. It was interesting that when when we smell spring, we really are smelling tree aerosols. And as the air temperature heats up, so do the biochemical reactions within the wood and the trees. So evergreen trees smell strongest in the midsummer, but the sylvan and pine trees and the terpenoids of cypress trees both stimulate respiration and act as mild sedatives, relaxing us. So it's not just our imagination. <laughs> Saliva samples taken from research subjects to measure levels of IL-6, which is a marker for inflammation, Now, this is part of the immune system. These signal molecules that help heal wounds and fight illness are part of this IL-6. And research findings have noted that experiencing awe, such as I did with the incredible smell of the forest, predicted significantly lower levels of IL-6. Awe causes us to reinforce social connections, which in turn are known to lower inflation, Inflation, inflammation (laughs) and stress. Awe wants to be shared as I'm doing with you right now. When you think of it, when you have an awe moment, you you want to share it. You want to tell people about the incredible experience that you've just had. Another one that I had, I remember driving from Calgary to Edmonton in the province of British or Alberta and realized that the green waves in front of me were not something I was imagining. I was tired, but it wasn't that. I pulled over to the side of the road, turned off the car, and just admired the show that was being displayed to me by nature right in front of me. I am so glad I took that time. I'm really encouraging you through the podcast to be doing that. I've never again seen the aurora or what's also referred to as the Northern Lights to date. It was incredible. Another awe moment. Take a moment and just think about your own examples of times when you've experienced your own gifts from nature. Because even thinking about them will help lower your blood pressure. The author, Williams, noted that, as I'd shared before, even looking at nature through a window provides health benefits. That said, the added benefit of being outside is even better because more of our senses are engaged. Aromatherapy helps, but again, if you're able, it's best to experience the real thing. Wilson also talks about our unconscious love of fractals, which are found naturally in nature. Think about the fronds on a fern, uh, ocean waves, repeating patterns our bodies react very positively we we innately look those look for those we find art more attractive when it's got fractal patterns in it and of course those are naturally in nature but similarly that we also react very positively to the colors in nature i'm taken to thinking about the beauty of light filtering through the trees in a forest, um, just emphasizing the the variety of hues of green or looking up into an intense summer blue sky. I don't need scientific proof to know that those calm me. Williams also shares that trees are considered a critical part of the global carbon storage solution, the heat island solution, and the urban air quality solution. We are all working to reduce our carbon footprint, and trees are a critical component of that. There's so much more. They're the place we build tree forts as kids, and the the shade that we look for to place our picnic blankets. Again, it's just a couple of a couple of things that I think of when i I think of of nature. Spending time outdoors has also been proven to help attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. They found that kids with ADHD thrive in the outdoors. Again, that's not a surprise. I was just at the Pacific National Exhibition, the PNE in Vancouver, and Metro Vancouver um, had uh, a, a beautiful display and a number of posters, two of which I noticed as I was thinking about what to speak on with this podcast. One, and it really reflects on the ADHD uh, reality, not all classrooms have four walls. There is so much that nature has to teach us. As well, a second uh, poster that I, I noted, there is no Wi-Fi in the forest, but we promise you will find a better connection. <laughs> I thought those were were very timely, uh, given given the subject that I wanted to speak with you on today. It is so easy to miss breaks, to work through lunch, and to be so exhausted at the end of the day that collapsing into an overstuffed couch and grabbing the remote for the TV has become many people's norm, or we continue to be plugged in and we recharge through gaming, if you can call that recharging. I know I'm guilty of being on veg mode and reading Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, instead of just taking that moment and stepping outside to be recharged by fresh air and taking that time to just be outside in nature. We're frequently too busy, to take advantage of what's free and so readily available to us, particularly on the coast of British Columbia where I record these podcasts. When's the last time that you took your shoes off and you felt the grass beneath your, your toes or you rolled up your pant legs and waded into the ocean or a river or a lake? Open your window, go outside and take a moment to breathe, stretch and move Do it for you and for your health. And if you're a people leader, model this. Don't be like me and confuse the heck out of your team. Engage and allow yourself to be nurtured by nature. I'm reminded of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, where he notes that people who make a specific plan for when and where they will perform a new habit are much more likely to follow through. He talks about the four laws of behavior change. These being one, how can I make it obvious? Two, how can I make it attractive? Three, how can I make it easy? And finally, how can I make it satisfying? Set a timer on your phone to make it obvious that it's time for you to take a break. Make it attractive by taking your break with others. We are social animals. Make it easy by committing. I will often let myself down, but I can be relied upon by others when I need that commitment to others. And make it satisfying by the feeling that you'll get once you come back of knowing that you've just benefited your health, even in those few key moments. That's an example of what what might work for me anyway. How would you respond to the four laws of behavior change? And these work for whatever behavior you're interested in changing, but more of this for future podcasts. And yes, I will put the title of Atomic Habits in the the show notes. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you found something of value in our time together. It's Susan signing off, remember, dare to soar. I believe you can. Until next time, have a great day. And remember, be nurtured by nature. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review on whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, send me a note either to my website www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email susanjeanay at gmail.com I look forward to our next time together in the meantime soar high I believe you can Susan signing off thanks again for joining me